Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I am so excited because my guest today is my current business mentor, Rasheen Hawley. Bro, bro, how are you? Oh my God, so excited because we came into the call and I was so excited to talk with you today. And then you had some good news in business and I think it was just setting of the scene of just feeling like so energetic about business right now. So I'm good. And it's nice to bounce off your energy too. <laughs> I'm so excited to do this. And um, I think Ro, actually, sorry, before I jump in, I'm just like a, I'm just like a mm. horse out of the gate. There's so much stuff to say, but actually could you, I'm sure everyone listening is going to know who you are, but could you just give us a rundown of the companies that you run? <laughs> All of that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for those that don't know, don't know me, or for those of you that do, um, my name is Ro and I do a few different things in the industry. Um, first and foremost, I have a community called Barbell Babes Brigade. We have our own gym here in Melbourne um, and that's you know my my love child of the industry um, we've got our beautiful purpose for purpose built building here in Melbourne with my team and we just love to lift heavy things so that's the crux of of my life um, and then another one of my company well, another two of my companies the other one is mentoring um, women and strength is my name and on Instagram and I just love 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 like it's definitely been my new love child of where my passion and where my interests have really started to evolve as, as I've stayed longer in the industry. And that's helping women-led businesses create their own businesses and really step into that space and, and define life on their terms. So that's another part that I do. And then another company that I've got is called Women Who Lift apparel and that's just super fun like I like to think about my three trifectas of business as like little and big sisters um my woman who left apparel gym apparel is kind of like the little fun sister doing her thing creating like what she wants to wear um and then BBB is like the middle sister that's a little bit of an asshole that's you know creating all of the the tumultuous life and then the big sister is woman in strength that's got her head screwed on a little bit more so <laughs> Love it. Hey, have you turned 35 yet or not? No, November. We have 3rd of November today, 20th of November. So I'm almost 35. I feel so old. Well, it's funny you say that because I was like, so I turned 35 in July. So we're very, oh very good. Do, do you feel like that? Like, do you feel old in this industry? Dude, I feel like, yeah. so, so I feel old. I feel old in the industry only because I've seen the revolving door in like, good life in like a good life setting and people just fucking in and out yeah they're 18 get their certs have no idea how to run a business think they don't need help and then they're fucking gone yeah. um but in like my head and everyday life I feel about 26 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I just feel old. Like that's a similarity that me and you have is that we both were in the good life kind of scene. Um, but I feel old because like on paper, I'm like, white picket fence and like that True. kind of life True. which it makes me True. feel very aged <laughs> I um so I I didn't tell you this actually I recently just got back on TikTok I didn't tell you this. I just recently got back on TikTok and fuck I feel old being on no TikTok. don't just oh, don't even so do old. it we have we have a TikTok for BBB um and like I have not personally been on it in months because I'm like I don't understand it I just yeah. don't <laughs> you know what there was so many things I was like should we start with this should we start with this but I actually think it might be really useful for people to hear your start in good life because I know a lot yeah. of the, and a lot of the people listening have been in or are currently working on the gym floor at good life right and I would love to go back and just like what mm-hmm. was in my head row when you were like well I didn't even know the story like what was in your head when you're like I think I can create my own space mm. what was happening yeah absolutely um so to give everyone a bit of context so I've been in Australia for just over 10 years now um and prior to Australia I'm New Zealand born me and my partner at the time who's now my husband literally decided on a whim we're going to come over to Australia and we came with a suitcase each and we came to Australia and one of the biggest things was like we didn't we were not used to the level of health and fitness that is Australia like in New Zealand back in 2012 when we came over it's just not as big of a thing and then when we landed on the Gold Coast and we saw all of these like people out and about on bikes and walking we were like wow this is such a thing here and because we were both people that were interested in that kind of stuff for ourselves we naturally kind of got that inclination to join gyms and and continue our lifestyle and that's when I joined Good Life Um, but in that space at Good Life when I first started um, getting into Good Life and did my my certs I was in a very different space with my own journey with training like I was running it was um exercise for the sake of what can you burn like to be as small as possible and I'm telling you now treadmills it was good life in fucking which one I don't even know which one it was and I would run like every fucking day and there were stickers all over these treadmills and it was like become a PT blah 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 and it got me and I was like, because I was in that state of like, how can I basically burn more to become as small as possible? That's how I actually got into the industry. It was not out of this like big space of like, I want to help people. It was like, what do I need to do for myself? And that's how I actually got into the industry and how I did my certs. And then as I was doing my certs, I fast tracked that three months in and then went straight into good life. Mm-hmm. Um and we, you know, I've been at two good life gyms. I was one, one in Brisbane and then um, I freaking loved it. Like I did not know what was possible at all for health and fitness. So I had a really good experience at the first good life gym. My fitness director was great. The people that we've worked with back then were really, really great. I kind of feel like it's like fitness in the old times and like trainers were communicating together. Members would talk to you on the floor, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, And it was only that we moved to Melbourne because my partner got relocated for work. So I had to pick up my business and transfer from 
in a month's notice to Melbourne. Um, and then I went into a new good life here in Melbourne and it was great at the start, but it slowly started to get old with respect to the environment just did not serve my clients. Um, you know, when I got there, I was very much then transitioning out of this hate for my body and this punishment style of what I was doing. That's when I found powerlifting. And when I found powerlifting and strength training for myself, which I only found it because I got injured in running, it was the only thing I could do. That's how I fell into it. I didn't start powerlifting because I was like, I want to get strong as fuck. It was just because that's all I could do with that high intensity work. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to get that inclination of like, this is amazing. It's changing my mindset about health and fitness, but also myself, I naturally would start to attract ladies that were interested in doing something like that. So that's when it started to just really naturally and organically evolve into we're into strength training. And that was 2014, 15. So it was right at the, the start of this kind of like, strong you know you remember that time when it was this new breed of like strong is not skinny do you remember that yeah um and we were at the forefront of it and I just remember being like I love this so much but the industry was very new and infant around the strong kind of messaging um and the environment didn't support us you know my ladies would then start squatting in knee sleeves and shorts and stuff like that and it was just men glaring and inappropriate comments and them trying to spot my ladies because they were like you can't lift that I remember one distinct thing that I've talked about before one of our girls who was actually working with me she was squatting and someone came behind her and like prematurely spotted her and pushed her back into the rack because it's like oh no 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 love that's that's too heavy and it was just shit like that and I was like I need a like this is not it anymore and that's when it really just it was the catalyst for going, we need to move because my ladies are getting uncomfortable. These environments don't support the training style or the ethos and values of what we wanted to really promote and, and lean into. And that's when I decided to move. And that's when I opened my own space. So to me, it sounds like nerve wracking as hell. So did you have any like, um, you know, brick and mortar knowledge of owning a <laughs> Like, what was the go there? No, 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 I didn't. So 2016, into 2016 is when I signed the lease and we officially opened the doors in 2017. 2016 was kind of like this turning point for me in the industry. So I've been doing the good life thing since 2013, 2016. And back then, you know, sessions were 30 minute sessions. I had started to introduce 45 minute sessions, but it was like so many sessions and so many clients. Like, I don't know about you, but I just remember a client book of like 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, right. Yeah, I, was, I was the same. It was like back 30 minute back to back sessions. Back to backs. Back to yeah, backs. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I I actually had a point in 2016 where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore because it was so many things, so many people, so much energy. And then when I really started to, I was I was competing in powerlifting at the time, but when I was like, you know what? lean into the shit that you love, which is strength training. And you have an opportunity to like change your style of training, change your session times, change the trajectory of what it can look like for women in fitness. 
and there was a lot of resistance and interestingly it was a lot of resistance from my husband at the time like it was I had decided because I wasn't called Barbell Babes Brigade in 2015 it was Rasheen H Fitness actually and then I said to him I want to like I want to do this thing like I want to specialize in this I want to focus on this and he's like oh you know, well, you're going to cut off your client base and you're going to, you know, narrow yourself too much. And I was just so adamant that that felt natural for me to want to go down that track. Um, but before I made that change to a company and the change to my branding name and all that kind of stuff, it was a complete burnout. And I remember the transition point of when I was like, it's either going to be me leaving or you make a real fucking change. And that's when we decided to move. And I went to um, a seminar and the speakers there were Craig Harper, Marco Tobray, um, Eugene Teo, like it was OG shit back then. And I just remember it was Craig Harper. I remember hearing him and it's just like he'd unlocked a language that I'd never heard. Like, like I was like, oh, this dude talks like me. And then like, it's just a fucking legend. And talking about mindset concept, mindset concepts that like landed with me. And then it was just like, you know what? Fucking go into it. And literally the next day I put my resignation into good life. Like, so it was just this turning point of like, I was just so burnt out, but I knew that I felt it in my heart that I wanted to brand and step down that track. A lot of resistance, but also this lot of like optimism and excitement. And like when I was at that seminar and found those people and listened to those personalities that I just respected so much in the industry, I was like, what are you waiting for? It's either going to be you leaving or we're going to set something else up. And no, I didn't have any experience with brick and mortar, but I've always had mentors myself also. Um, and yeah, I just went for it. Like I fucking went for it. I did the numbers like me and you are people that are, are quite logically and analytically driven. So for me to do some numbers and sit down and work that kind of stuff out, it was quite a natural thing for me to do. You know, if this is my bills, how many clients will I need to service, blah, 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 blah. And sure, it was scary and all that kind of stuff. But I have a skill set, just a natural inclination for that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like completely out of this world it was more the fear of like can I make this work because it wasn't a thing like women strength facilities were not things back then do you know mm. what I mean yeah two, th two things Ru the first one is so did you have a mentor at this time previous to deciding to like resign and yeah go yep, yep yep um I don't know. No, I did. I did. Um, and he's still such a dear friend of mine, actually. Um, he's not in the space of mentoring whatsoever anymore. Um, but I did. But he, you know, we both didn't really have um, knowledge of opening something like that. But he, his mentoring was, um, he was a, a guy that really allowed me to you know, play with my ideas and my dreams and my thoughts, but he was still very grounded. Yeah. And that tends to be the type of people that I will navigate towards is like, he really opened my eyes to a lot of mindset concepts like Craig Harper. And then Dr. John Martini was a lot of values work that I really catapulted me into creating an aligned life and creating a business that was driven by my values and all that kind of stuff. But it was always a common sense kind of question and stuff like that. So yeah, I had a, a, a business mentor around that time and he helped me just navigate some of these conversations. And I don't think that when it comes to mentoring, right? 
He didn't know how to open a brick and mortar. He'd never opened a gym, but he gave me what I needed, which was perspective, conversation, concepts, ideas. And then we evolved from there, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. As someone who like, I came into PT with no friends, like, you know, still mm. with you, I guess it was like, I didn't know anyone doing it. Right. Um, and it's definitely one of those things when I sort of look back on the last, say, six years and just, and just, I keep thinking whether it's a mentor or even just like making friends and networking. I do say this to my mentees now, like networking is really important yeah. because it can really help widen your perspective too of what's possible. And I know you're saying like, well, this was really born out of like a desperate need for it. And it wasn't so much that you'd seen anyone else do this. You were doing this first. Um, but I think even just having like that other person to, to yeah through is really really helpful but the other thing I want to say Ro um you don't know this I went to a seminar with like the same people but you were there you were speaking <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember was it in Carlton or was it uh, maybe 2017 fuck um fitness fitness business summit yeah I've I've spoken at two of them. One of them I was heavily pregnant, and one of them I wasn't. I think you were heavily pregnant. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How funny! So I, it was like Eugene. There, you, there was okay. yeah, I was there. There was a lady doing NLP. I can't remember who that was. <laughs> yep, um, Deb. And yep, Travis. I think. Yes. Um, oh my god! Oh, that one. oh um, my god! I remember seeing you going. Who is this boss-ass bitch? Oh my god! I was How so funny. pregnant. Like, yeah, because it was. So I spoke at that year, and then I spoke the year after. But the year before that, I had attended, and that was the catalyst that really helped me. And I was like, I want to be around these people. And the the guy that ran that was my mentor. Yeah, it's so funny because yeah, I remember just seeing you and just being like, "Fuck!" Like, I I had no concept of what was possible. So I went from my old job, I was like completely done, cooked, and I was like, I just need to get out and do something different. I really wanted to do this; it looked fun, but like, I had zero concept of what am I going to be doing in. So that was twenty. 16 I had no concept of like what would I be doing in 2017 like I wasn't thinking very far in advance at that point yeah so when I got to the seminar and saw you speak I still wasn't really thinking mm. I was still sort of like I'm just calming down in my like I'm just calming down and trying to enjoy my life day by day yeah. which is kind of funny because that's where I ended up seeing you this year which is a good segue <laughs> yeah that's yeah wow that is some funny. like you know crossing of paths right Isn't it so funny but that's funny because that's still the same theme right like when I first attended the first one it was just like it, it seems like it unlocked the same thing for us which was like opportunities and possibilities I don't know what that is but I know there's something else there mm. yeah completely and so just to let everyone know how I ended up with Ro this year so I did speak about it a little bit on another podcast I think it's number 37 I don't know but I really struggled at this when I hopped into Ro's DMs and at that time I had exceeded my own expectations pretty quickly and was finding it very challenging to let it land and be and and mm. be a good thing so I messaged Ro and I was like hey I didn't even know if you'd like I didn't know if you had plates open or anything it wasn't an ad I was just mm. like I just need yeah. to speak to you Mm. um I don't know I fucking yeah anyway I remember I that like, conversation I remember this conversation I don't know if I need you or if I need a psychologist but everything's going well and it doesn't feel like it like mm. I 
cannot celebrate my success. It's just not, there is something wrong. And we spoke a little bit and I was like, I think maybe the psych is probably the best path. So did that. And I don't know if it was a month or two or whatever it was, but uh, that was great. Very, very helpful. Has been incredibly helpful. Highly recommend if you need to see a psychologist, go see one. Mm. Um, But then I met you again. I was like, okay, okay. I've done that. And I'm back. looped back. And I I really want some help. Um, and the biggest thing for me in contacting Ro was really with this like shit move real fast. I I'm not like heavily connected with people in at my level, I don't think, in the space, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really wanted to wanted some help with like kind of what you were talking about before with that value sort of stuff, right? Like this is all good and yet I don't feel great and Mm. I don't know why, right? Which, you know, I was just thinking before the podcast, we've got to a point with me where I'm like, I fucking love everything that I'm doing. Like I love all my offers. It is literally just sit here and just show up every day and do the things that I'm doing. So I I love that we've got from Mm -hmm. there to here. But um, I really wanted to speak to you, Ro. I guess, I guess, I guess, first of all, about like, how do you keep yourself grounded? Because we speak a lot about like the chaos of mm. business and there's a lot happening. It's the biggest self-development journey we go on. And I know you you also mentor a lot of business owners who, who are going through a lot and managing a lot. Mm. How do you, what do you do to keep yourself yeah, grounded? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, as I sit here on the Thursday, in the afternoon, I had to do a bit of that this morning, actually. Um, I actively did some grounding of myself because I was feeling, I don't know, just a mishmash of things. So, you know, in my life, that is not only the health and fitness industry, it's it's my life as a person. You know, there's, I'm, I'm currently pregnant with my second child. I've got my own life outside of my business. And the longer that I stay in this industry, I'm coming 10 years early next year, I... I want to continue to be involved in this health and fitness industry, but enjoy, literally enjoy my days and be able to look at my weeks and my years and go, wow, that was categorized by happiness or gratitude. There was also categorized by a bit of fucking hustle, but it's not like I feel awful about having lived that time in the, in the industry. I don't want to ever look back on business and be like, that was so shit. Like I just, it doesn't interest me. So keeping myself grounded, connected to my business and myself outside of my business is a really active piece of the puzzle that I do actually do. Um, And this morning is an example. Um, I had my first um, appointment on Zoom at 9am and usually I'd come and I get to the um, I get to the gym about seven thirty, and so I knew I had about an hour and a half, and I was like, I'm going to be at my desk all day. I'm feeling more of a pull to go and just allow myself some white space of an hour and a half to let myself go. And so I sat down and I just said, you know, where am I at today? Where am I feeling? And naturally, where I go is because I am like I'm a task how to framework kind of gal that's what came up first I want to do look at this strategy this strategy um why is this and then it naturally started to drop in some internal pieces and so whenever I'm thinking and this is how I mentor and I I, it's self-mentoring as well because ultimately you are the hardest client and you you are the hardest mentee is trying to self-navigate your emotions
organizations, I always look at external and internal strategies or external and internal conversations or points to tackle. And it's going, well, what's the external stuff? It's the strategy that I want to tackle. But internally, how am I feeling about it? I'm feeling frustrated about it. I'm feeling very closed off. I'm feeling very vulnerable, X, Y, Z. And when I was doing some work this morning, four pages spewed out in an hour and a half. And it's not like dear diary stuff, but it's like the strategy. And then it was just all the thoughts behind it. I feel rushed with it. I don't feel prepared. This is the reason I feel rushed. This is the reason I feel unprepared. And then really like bringing myself back to how, like, um, uh, how I am describing these emotions. And I'm also reading a book about that right now. Um, Brene Brown, Atlas Heart. It's basically a book around all of the human emotions. And it just happens to be that all of this is kind of intertwining together. And so that's how I keep myself grounded is quite, quite honestly, like checking in with my internal dialogue on a regular basis. Right now, I'm not seeing anyone to help me through that, whether it's a psychologist or a therapist, like, or a mentor. I believe in all of those things, just like you do. And, you know, different people and different roles play such important parts. But ultimately, even if I'm seeing someone or working someone with someone, it's my responsibility to continue that chicken piece to keep me grounded. Because with health and fitness, things move fast. You know, um, the health and fitness industry moves fast and then our ideas move fast. And sometimes we have to, we have to move fast with, fast with decisions. So if you're not grounded with yourself and you don't know how you feel, how can you expect yourself as a business owner to be able to make decisions like that fast? How can you navigate the emotional ups and downs of one day to the next when you can't navigate your own emotions? So that's why that practice of checking in and doing that on a regular basis, and it's not necessarily a journal session or like always a, like a you know a therapist session or anything like that but it's that internal check-in like I, I it's almost like I have these internal check-ins throughout the day like in the morning when I'm driving it's a morning podcast that allows me to check in with what lands what's landing through in the afternoon at nighttime when I drive home it's a check-in with music deliberately not putting on a podcast so I can let my brain just kind of unwind and check in there so I've just kind of come to a point in business where I have these things that I know work for me to have these regular doses of chicken because I need to know as a business owner and COVID taught me this more than fucking ever. I need to know that I am in a state where I can respond and have somewhat of a um, not control over myself, but because, you know, we all have times where we can't control our emotions, but that I know that I have management of myself to be able to navigate these things that can come up like quite instantly in a fucking hour. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so much so. It's really interesting. The next thing that I wanted to ask is flowing on from this, which is really about like the character traits you see in business owners who tend to be able to stay mm -hmm. the course, the stay, stay the time. Because, you know, talking at the start about like just the revolving door that I saw at the good life I was at of uh, people coming in, just not expecting personal training to involve any kind of business component. It's like, oh, I like training, so therefore I'm going to be a, a PT. And one of the, th I was, I think I was pretty lucky coming in a little bit older. I had some experience with working in a pretty cutthroat industry previously with significant amounts of stress. So to me, it seemed like fucking easy getting a call list, getting rejected, yeah. it's like whatever. It's not a big deal. You know, <laughs> people ghosting or sending you up like, I don't, I didn't give. Fuck, really, to be mm. honest with you. 
whereas I do hear from some people are oh, like I so, you know this person didn't didn't come to their mm. session and like like okay, Fucking, okay. People. <laughs> yeah 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 um, I'd love to I'd love to get some insight from you especially just the amazing women that you work with the character traits of the really successful people who and success I mean stay and enjoy stay and enjoy yeah. you know yeah and, and that's aligned for them and then I would actually also love to talk about maybe some red flags because I'm the kind of person who's growth mindset who believes that maybe if we are falling into the I'm getting really upset when people don't show I think we can change that I think it's something that we can change over time and we can lean into it and go it's not that bad so if we go maybe if we go the successful character traits first and then we'll see where it takes us with maybe the ones that we need to look at <laughs> yeah that's a that's a really cool question um I was having a conversation with a new business owner to my world just before um I've got new intake that's starting next year we're having a bit of a chat and she's been in the industry for about a, about a year and I was explaining to her like it's so funny that you asked that question because it's literally like what I was talking about with this girl. Like I was saying to her, I genuinely, and like, you know, you know me is I'm not going to, I'm not going to pump you up for the sake of it. I'm going to tell it to you straight. Like I just don't see any need in brushing things over or telling it. I don't know, just in a way that doesn't need to be. And I was saying to this girl, look, I genuinely think that you have so many good qualities here. And this is why I think so but I do think you need to work harder on them. And so when I think about people with qualities that stay in a successful business, the way that I deem success, like what you've just mentioned, is whatever is important to them. But at the end of the day, there is an element of quote-unquote success that is about longevity. Okay, so that's not to say if someone has a business and then cuts it off prematurely that they were unsuccessful, that might be an active decision that they've made. But if they want to stay in business, this is a long game. And so when I think about qualities that allow someone to continue to do that, without being into these catchphrase kind of like words, one of the biggest things is your capacity as a human being to deal with such big jarring emotions. So the health and fitness industry, like if you think about it, I'm coaching tonight. I have a handful of Palafin clients that I still coach and I love it. That will be such a high fucking vibe session because it's training we've got heavy fucking squats tonight we've got doubles at 150 like it'll be such a vibe right and then if I've got a meeting tomorrow or if I had a meeting after a session I have to change like the emotions can go from a high to hey let's trip back into this this state and then I might receive an email that's telling me that this has happened or someone has this to say or whatever it might be and every experience that you go through elicits a different emotional response. And for you to continue to stay in the industry, it's like if you can't hold space for being happy in one day and completely on your ass in the next day, this is what I believe is contributing to the burnout and the overwhelm and the stress of coaches. Because as you identified earlier, a lot of people come into the industry as someone that likes training. I have loved training myself. I think it would be a great career. Therefore, I'm going to do it. And what they don't often expect is that with dealing with human beings, with dealing with money, with dealing with bookkeepers and accountants and fitness directors and people on the floor, 
you have got so many jarring experiences, jarring emotions that are so far from I got into the industry because I like training. And if someone cannot navigate that charge, it just becomes so heavy and all these like tabs are always open and the tabs can be a happy tab and a like high stress tab. And it's like trying to compartmentalize that this is what it's like as a business owner. So I think to explain that one, it's like, it's your emotional intelligence, resilience, capacity, all of that is just such a big fucking thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know when it was, maybe my first year, my mentor, who's currently my coach still, so we've been together for years, <laughs> he said to me, I remember walking into the PT office. I actually have no recollection of what happened, whether it was good or bad, no recollection. But he just said to me, we had a conversation about whatever it was, and he said, Google the word equilibrium. And I was like, like I thought I was pretty well studied. I was like, what the fuck's this word? Google the word. And, you know, it's just about just staying balanced in this pendulum. And yeah. It was really interesting because I was like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. And then at the same time, I was like, yeah, but I kind of want to experience those highs and stay up there. It's really interesting though, because I don't think that's how it works now that I've had a few more years, you know, I think it's like, definitely take the time to celebrate. I don't think anyone celebrates enough, right? I mm-hmm. think especially maybe the kind of people that we speak to, everyone's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're in the harshest critic and it's like, yeah, okay, that was good, but it wasn't good enough. These are the things I need mm-hmm. to do. Yeah? It's like absolutely celebrate. But I do think that equilibrium, being able to bring yourself yeah. back to the middle of that pendulum. Um, we've had conversations recently about just me getting pissed off with things in the industry and I can really just swing really heavily. And like, I used to love this. And the next day I'm like, I fucking hate it. I don't want to mm. be associated with mm. it. And in the last few days, actually, I really realized, you know what, Aim, it's so much more rational for you to be just in the middle and go, you know what, these are the things from that that are fantastic. And there really are some things that are fantastic mm-hmm. and not trying to make something so wrong. So for me, I think a lot of it has been that learning of, whatever space it may be, whether it's like what you're seeing in the industry or client experiences or your own training or whatever, it's just that that equilibrium. It's the seeking, yeah. yeah. And this is some big lessons from um, for anyone that's ever worked or, or seen Dr. John Martinez Martini's work. He talks about universal balance. And it's like, it's if you think about those balls, it's not being on either side, it's coming back in the little ball settling somewhat in the middle. Because if you are constantly living in the high, and that's not to say, shit, I love the highs, I love powerlifting, right? If you're constantly in the highs and alternatively, if you're constantly on your ass and you're always questioning things, it can become tiring, exhausting, emotionally taxing. So that ability to come back from these jarring emotions and find your own quote unquote equilibrium is so important because this is what business life is like. Mm-hmm. You know, we are dealing with human beings and with human beings, they are variable. So you don't know what the hell they've been doing that day or how your chicken's going to be received or how your one comment is going to land. And so when you have these responses come back from, humans like you are the person that needs to find that middle ground again and seek both sides like there's always the beauty in both sides so I think that that is the biggest thing because that's one of the biggest killers of coaches in the industry is overwhelm stress burnout Mm -hmm. and 
it, it's an accumulation, I believe, of having so many tabs open, so many jarring emotions, so many jarring experiences, and the inability to find their own equilibrium again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking of another one, which is like, I don't know how to say it properly, but like scrappiness or like resourcefulness. This is where I was going. This is oh, this really? going to be my next quality. My <laughs> next quality is was like, to put it pretty frankly, like getting fucking in there and doing some work, which is like, you know, the the times that we live in in 2022, I'm just going to crack my neck for this, um, <laughs> is like hashtag balance and hashtag flow and all that kind of stuff. And like there are so many elements of that that I am so connected with my businesses are driven on value alignment purpose and all that kind of stuff but another quality of how coaches can stay in this fucking industry is that you have to realize that balance and flow is not it it will be what's the word like married up embedded with elements of hustle being on your ass burnout and it's not to say that if you reach burnout or if you have elements of hustle that you're doing anything wrong but this is what it takes sometimes to get to those things and I think there is this stuff this point where it's like no you know you can just have this and it's all going to happen for you it's not like if you don't work fucking hard enough and on these periods of time where you need to grow you're not going to get to that next patch of balance or the next patch of flow like it's november now and the last i definitely say october to december for me is a big big patch of like hustle and i haven't hustled like this in years right and there's reasons why i'm in a hustle patch i'm preparing things for a baby i'm taking advantage quote unquote of opportunities that i feel very invested with i'm just doing a lot of things but it's a really big hustle patch and like i know it's not going to be forever and i know i can't sustain it forever and i don't want to but i also know that it's something that i'm willing to do right now to get the outcomes that i'm after and i think sometimes coaches don't like i'm almost 10 years in and i'm like working my fucking ass off right now and I don't think they work hard enough sometimes (laughs) yeah so because I had an interesting experience going into my first job so I was there for five years that was just fucking dog eat dog like Mm. there you know I remember in our first year we calculated like if if we had our hours divided by our wage like our actual hours and it was like eight dollars fifty you know like it was insane right so I came from you you would just be at the, if you had to be at the office yeah. at 1 a.m., photocopying shit, you were at the office at 1 a.m. Like, bad luck, yeah. shut up, and then come in on Sunday. Do your $8 an hour shit. <laughs> it was insane. I kind of really loved that. Um, but then also with the mentor that I was with um, originally coming into fitness, I was like, fuck, I know nothing about business. I need this to work. Who can I find or is a mentor? It was really funny. I'd actually been at that gym, like, I don't know, five years prior and mm. saw this trainer and then he was still there when I came back to work there so I was mm. like him he's the one I want he's been there the whole he's time he's doing it the longest <laughs> you know went up to him I was like hello I need you to mentor me please he was like sure let's do this yeah but he was very much like okay what do you want to achieve in your first three months okay 
and it was bad luck. You're doing everything you can to get there. And so we would meet weekly, uh, sit down face to face. Okay, show me the night. How many calls did you make? How many said it? Like it was insane, right? Yeah. We exceeded my expectations in three months. Like it was fantastic. Yeah. And it just, I didn't think that there was, I didn't know what this flow thing was. Like never heard of it, right? Wasn't a thing. (laughs) What this whole thing on Insta with flow wasn't (laughs) on Insta, you know, at all. And then I guess it was what, like two years ago or so, that's where I started to become immersed in it. And it was a, it was a really interesting shift for me going, oh, like, oh, there's another way. It's not just this way, right? And I was finding things, you know, pretty tough with just this, we were relentless with what we were doing and it was very beneficial, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, then I had that experience with the flow and the whatever stuff and I've now come to a point where I think the last few months I kind of really went, the pendulum had swung against the flow just mm. because not only with myself was I seeing like, yeah, I mean, you can sit there and breathe and whatever, but there comes a point in time where you've got to get up and do shit. Like, yeah. Results aren't going to fall through your roof just because you're thinking happy thoughts. And your whole business isn't going to turn to shit just because you've had a bad day either and you're really yeah. upset and stuff, right? Um, and I think what I've sort of seen with some of the people sort of in my DMs and whatnot is there is now seemingly this perception that in 30 days of starting your personal training business or advertising online for the first time ever, having not put any content out, um, if you just think high vibes, if you're of this high frequency, you're going to be hitting 100K months. Mm. And it's like, you know, there's a roadblock then that like, oh, shit, I haven't got any clients. So so what's wrong? There's something wrong with me. Why isn't this working? And it's like, have you got any idea what it takes to get mm. this shit off, off the floor? And mm-hmm. like so many, so many of us have been showing up for free for a long time, let's be real, too, mm. putting out a mm. whole lot of really valuable content, building communities, actually building real relationships as well. Um, and then people are sort of seeing the results of that and thinking it was an overnight success. It's mm-hmm. like, this has been happening it's just for a long not, time. It's just a long, it's a long time. And I just think that, you know, because I think about in 2013 when I got in, like socials weren't a thing. You didn't, you just didn't see as much of this kind of stuff. And so the industry, the way that the world is now with hyperconnectivity, it just be things are more accessible. So when we're in those states, we have so much information that can come into our brains that can make us think a certain way, right? And then when we're looking at inspiration and we're looking to help, you know, inspire us to take the next moves, it's like we're sometimes just on a way different trajectory of someone else's plan and they haven't seen the last six, seven, eight, nine years of actual work compounded. Yeah. So it's 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 an element of like there's bouts of massive hustle and you need to work through them, but it's also this element of being patient. And that's not to say that you can't have quote unquote big leaps in business. You fucking can. And you have to raise your awareness and your ability to hold those big leaps in business. I truly do believe that. But at the same point, some of these big leaps are a combination of years of work prior to it. And that's not talked about. Yeah, for sure. And and I think there is that that huge element of like comparison. And we were talking Mm. about this last week where it's like, yeah, but just just remember, you don't always know the truth of what's happening too, because like how many times have I thought that, oh, Mm -hmm. shit, this person, like I was like, oh, this person is doing this and this and this with their business. 
And then when I actually know what's happening behind the scenes, you find out it's not like that at all. And I think it is really important for people to know that you might be seeing X, Y, and Z, and you might be thinking it. Yeah. So I was just, I was just really thinking like, just be careful who you're comparing to because you, you never know like fucking social media, you know, how many times have we been told it's smoke and mirrors, but I don't know, for me, I seem to believe, like, I seem to, have we glitched again? <laughs> I seem to, like, really. No, we're good. I seem to, like, really trust what people are putting out there. And it, you just, honestly, you just can't. And it's, like, the best thing to compare yourself to, and they say that this with athletes as well, is your previous performance. And it's just yeah. keep your eyes in that lane. It, and it's, it, it is straight up so true because you just do not know what is actually happening in the back end of someone else's business and because socials are so available people especially in the online space business space coaching space whatever it's like this notion of really sharing slash oversharing slash going for it but whenever I see it, maybe this is just my lens on life. And like, I'm always seeking both sides. I'm like, nah, man, like I want to see your PL reports. I want to see, I want to see if you poo, like, I want to see what your digestion is like. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see what your screen time is like. I want to see like, that's where my head goes is like, I think it's because I just go on with seeking both sides. Like I want to seek because it might be true and that is fantastic, but I don't, it's not always the case when you see what's on the outside. And that's only because I've spoken to a lot of them. Um, Not all of them, but there's definitely people that I've spoken to and and consulted with and just shared conversations where on the outside, I'm like, wow, that's not what I expected that business to be like in the back end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that's really sort of dawned on me because it's like, I like to look to, I like to look to other people for that sort of expanding sort of like what are people up to? What are people, what's, possible and all those sorts of things we just have to make sure that it it's it's it it doesn't lead to well everything I'm doing is shit because yeah I've been there I was there when we very first started it was in it's insane it's like it's insane that I was in that spot with the amount of growth too and that I was just like yeah okay like whatever I've doubled everything but it's still not good enough a hundred percent. Yeah. That's a really good point though, right? It's like when you have, let's just say you and your business as a coach has had exponential growth and then you still feel like, fuck, it's not good enough. Or what am I doing compared to this person? Or maybe not even compared to this person, but this overwhelming sense of like, I can't truly sit with it, celebrate it and hold it. That's when we need to be questioning well where is this coming from like what's actually happening and that is such a big thing that really attacks so many coaches yeah and and do you think part of coming back or working through that is definitely like this values work and the, the that that questioning and that diving deeper which actually we did see the other day which is like what do you really want and it's like well is it this or is it this if you have yeah. this about this is it still that thing and then you're like fuck no it's not that <laughs> yeah I, I do think 100 and this is another grounding piece because we know that success is a personal parameter it can mean so much for someone so when you are seeing what's happening and you're going oh shit you know maybe that looks exciting to me it's so worthwhile to 
attack it left, right, and center to question it left, right, and center. Because before you know it, you could be putting a ladder up. I say this all the time to my guys, a ladder up against the wall, getting to the top of the ladder, looking around and being like, bitch, I'm achieved this goal, but this ain't it. Like I, I climbed the wrong ladder because I thought that this was it. And that's why it's always about recalibrating your needs, recalibrating at this quote unquote season of life, what is important to you? Because it will also change. Your values will change. What is of highest importance to you will change um, because we're evolving people. Like I just, uh, you know, who I am now as a person and a business owner is very different to even a year ago or two years ago. And that's because of life experiences and then your interests change. And sometimes interests don't change, but they get deeper and deeper. So it's always important to have that internal respect, that inquiry, like really knowing your moral compass, things that matter to you, because that is what's going to ultimately, ultimately grow, like cement your business and, um, give you the lens to make decisions. And if you don't have your lens on and it's someone else's because it's from inspiration, you're creating a business that ain't for you. I just want to um, finish off Ro, with a little bit of reassurance for other people, because I imagine there's going to be some people listening who were kind of like me at first with, you know, maybe not a huge network and not really knowing what, what other people are doing and, you know, all of those sorts of things. If someone was going through one of these burnout periods or like, fuck, I'm really overwhelmed with this, but I, you know, I, I really love the work and I really want to give it a shot. I know you've worked with a whole lot of people. Have you worked with people or seen people pull things around from that place of, you know, the deep, dark places and they've turned it around or from burnout and turned it around? Yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> it's just all of these questions that you're asking me just so like they're just dropping in with so many examples. Like yesterday, um, I usually will work with people for usually between three to six month blocks. So I'm in someone's business and their life for a while. So I, I very much have a personal connection and I just felt like, I was sitting there and I was like, I wonder how she is. And I haven't worked with her for about six months. I just messaged her and I was like, oh, how's it going? And she was saying, I'm really struggling and I'm feeling X, Y, Z. And these thoughts have come into my head around, can I do this again? Like, do I want to do this? I'm becoming, I'm coming to the age of 30. I've got all these societal pressures that really feel heavy on me right now. And when we were just chatting, I could see her navigating herself through her answers to me and she's like but I know that I'm never going to make any decisions when I'm feeling in the space I'm always going to sleep on it I'm always going to navigate again I'm always going to search for both sides I'm always going to do xyz and and that to me was I I had this moment of just I don't know like not pride because I think pride sometimes is a, a word that means that I am higher than this person like it was her making decisions and I just felt like love for her to know that she can make those decisions and have that conversation with herself to be like, Hey, pull yourself back up. You're having a bad patch. It's not a time to make a rash decision. And where she kind of went and she's like, I'm going to take, you know, I've got a holiday coming up. The only time that I felt like I've had off over the last six months is due to sickness. So I know that it's driven by feeling a bit burnt out coming towards the end of the year and all of this kind of stuff. Oh, have we, have we frozen? Yeah. No, we're good. Um, and, yep, yep. and I just, yeah, we're good. And I just, and it was, it was just this moment of going, this is a well-rounded business owner. This is a business owner that can pull herself out. Although she feels like she's in the dump right now and she's got a successful business. She's not on her ass. She's, you know, 
hiring and creating new programs and stuff like that. So it's not that, but it doesn't matter what level and business you are in, whether you're growing your client base to get full capacity or working with staff or working with a big community, we all go through it. But when she was stopping and navigating herself and going, you know what? It's how I feel right now, but I don't have to feel like this. This is my own needs of what I need as a personal, a person and a business owner. That to me was like, bang, you fucking got it. And you'll continue to, to succeed. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I think, I think that just that, like, it's going to work if you don't give up and combined with that, there's just that that personal grounding element that we've been talking about through this whole podcast. It's like those two things together, you can really weather those storms. You can, you can weather those storms. And like, I'm looking out of my office, like we've got, we're on a third floor, beautiful view to the city and I can see big gray clouds coming through. Right. (laughs) And it's just like, fuck, like when those big gray clouds come, because if you think about running a business It's not to say that running business is easy because it's not, but business principles are not rocket science, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, we can be focusing on how do we learn strategy? How do we learn how to manage money? How do we learn all of these things that I like to call what's called our black and whites? And that's learning tools, frameworks, bloody, bloody, blah. But the other stuff around withering this gray fucking patch that's coming in and figuring these tools out is you the person that engages with these tools. So you might be feeling on your ass and this framework of strategy might actually be really simple on paper, but you're making it more fucking complicated because you feel like a sad sack, then that's going to make business hard. And so it's just, I just really think it's this really beautiful mishmash of like, solid business stuff and then you the business owner navigating those things and continuing to be curious about both sides all the time and then continuing to be curious around where do you naturally live do you naturally live in the world where you just want to know the how-tos and the frameworks or do you naturally live in the world where all you're doing is fucking staring out at the clouds all the time and not getting anything done and it's like we can weather all these storms by thinking about these two concepts in business because personal development and business to me business is like the biggest personal development tool like we will ever go through and you got to be open and willing to like accept that kind of stuff and like play around with that kind of stuff Mm, without without being stuck on these bloody clouds all the time you know (laughs) yeah it's it's that I was thinking about it the other day too it's like you know, those that have the most success seem to be able to, I don't know if I like the word hold because it's used by so many people, but like be able to just be with the real hard stuff. And it's like, if you're, if you have a big capacity to be with uncertainty, fear, all of those sorts of things, you're going to do really good because that's what you have to do. It's just sitting there and being like, fuck, I don't know. I, there's nothing for sure right now. And there isn't though. That's the other thing without getting too philosophical, but yeah, I mean, there's not in life. Like we don't know, right. We, we, we want to pretend we do, but we really don't. Yeah. Um, and it's like our capacity to just sit with that and be cool with it and be like fucking yeah. Okay. Bring it, bring it. But that, that is why, and for any coaches that are listening to this, this is why so many coaches can make great business owners and have great businesses because 
if you think about a lot of the reasons why we get into the industry, it's driven by, I like training or um, I'm interested in this. And the gym is the most, like there are so many things that are transferable skills. So if you really lean into that stuff and think about the transferable skills of resilience, pushing hard, consistency, all of these kind of buzzwords that I think lose meaning. But when you think about forging it in the gym and where you are in your health and fitness journey, right, and, and your relationship with training now, we we can do it well in the gym. So there are so many coaches that do have the capacity to be far greater than they think because they have got those skills but they do not fully tap into them fully acknowledge them fully like even just grow them by really thinking about it as a business owner yeah I feel like so much of my insta is like everything you tell your clients you need to you need to do like every post of mine is like this is the same analogy for the gym same. like this it's is the what same. it's like in the gym. it's the same like it's I mean you keep saying it and we say it because this is this is it. <laughs> Amazing. I'm I'm I think we're having some glitches and stuff, Rose. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on. It was amazing. I'm I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. Um, but we'll hit record, we'll hit stop now and I'll, yeah. I'll we'll leave it there. <laughs> that was so nice. Thank you so much for having me. It's those great clouds that are coming in and you know, yeah. fucking with the internet here in Melbourne. But thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm glad that we could just kind of go on tangents and, and explore what was coming through. So I love speaking about business with you. You have a very unique lens of business as well, and and I really just enjoy those chats. So thanks, babe. Thanks so much.